Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Joshua Simpson. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Michael Scott with the tiramisu when it was clear. It was so Thanks. Funny. Thanks for comparing me to Michael Scott, Jer. Just just for one <laughs> one action that he did. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 84 minutes, we're talking about 1992's Three Ninjas, directed by John Turtletaub. Um, hey man, if you liked Home Alone and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Well, have they got the movie for you? Touchstone Pictures presents three kids being ninjas. Fair enough. That's our assessment. Yeah. I mean, just chock full of any cultural stereotype you could imagine as well. So, yeah. Where's where does surf ninjas lie? Ooh, surf ninjas i gotta so, imagine surf 1993 ninjas. i was yeah. just gonna say 93 that feels like a 93 <laughs> they were inspired by this movie yeah i was just thinking about that because i remember three ninjas as a kid was like the movie that i my brother and i watched and i remember surf ninjas was a thing but we didn't watch it same and i ended up never watching it because i almost felt like it'd be a betrayal because i was like that's not three ninjas <laughs> same <laughs> it's odd how how we we had almost the exact same uh feeling about surf ninjas which by the way i'm looking up right now just yeah. to see oh and it's it under is, 90 minutes it is under 90 minutes oh so, great ladies and gentlemen i wish i had a sound effect for this we got a new one on the list it's <laughs> <laughs> Now I feel like I've got to come back and then like we will watch it for the first time basically together, you know, and uh, you we know can what? talk I'm, about our experience. I'm throwing it on your list, man, right here. Here we Surf's go. Up, dude. There's Josh. It's going to go right below Rock-A-Doodle and above a troll in Central Park. <laughs> Surf Ninjas. Spoilers. Got to break up those those animated. Hey, we have no idea when we'll get to them, but <laughs> But this is not Surf Ninjas. This is Three Ninjas, a movie that we we all shared from our childhood. Uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, we watched this a ton. Oh, yeah. This was my, like, childhood fantasy movie. I mean, like, this is who I wanted to be as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite ninja, bro? I was definitely a Rocky like oh, I was okay. the oldest brother like I was the quote unquote responsible one which we as we all find out when you get older it means you're the damaged one but like <laughs> yeah. um yeah I I my I, brother uh, and I actually did get into martial arts later in life uh, I was going to ask you like yeah. just Josh you strike me as someone who's like at least taken one karate lesson <laughs> like just yeah. cuz yeah you you I do... was one belt away from black and uh, taekwondo oh. so wow. yeah, yeah. Not impressive 
Uh, Jared, tell uh, Josh about your karate experience. <laughs> I think we've shared it on the show before, but for Josh, I'll, I'll definitely share you. I was uh, I signed my mom had signed me up for a karate class after you know being exposed to Ninja Turtles and Three Ninjas and then uh, uh, Power Rangers. Of course, I was just like, all right, and martial arts is everywhere. This kid wants to be in it. Finally, she signed me up for something after expressing you know interest in it for a very long time. I was intended to have three private lessons before being admitted into the group class. That was just part of this Mm -hmm. particular organization's method. I had my first private lesson. It was great. The day that I was supposed to have my second private lesson, we got a call in the morning that said uh, my karate instructor had fallen out of a tree and broken both of his legs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh, yeah <laughs> so suffice to say that was uh the last karate lesson i ever had i could have gone to a different place but after that one lesson i was like you know what i don't think i actually want to go through with this so we lucked out on that mom there you go there you go so you yeah. like you learned your stance so like i thought it'd be funny if just if you were faced with a bully you just got in the stance and then you just got your ass kicked like and then i was... just there was also like these 10 like they were like the Ten Commandments of being like a ninja or whatever like the karate oh. class was. You were only supposed to memorize the first one, and Mom told me to memorize all ten of them. So on that first day, I was only supposed to come in having memorized <laughs> the first thing. And I, I was, he was just like, "All right, well, why don't you just give me all ten? And then I gave all ten. He was just like, "Okay, well, you're further ahead than the most of the class. Way to go!" Because <laughs> you memorized some lines. Because you memorized some fake commandment bullshit. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't take any lessons, but I love this movie, and I'm a cult guy. Jer, who are who? Who do you like? Who am I? I mean, I you know, I wanted to be a Rocky because Rocky is presented as the cool one, but like, I don't know. I f- I feel like uh like like Colt's the one that probably would attract more of the ladies based on the three of these kids. Mm-hmm. I don't he's know. Rocky, he's the rebel one. Yeah. Rocky, little uh, Rocky, like baby Chris Evans, man. Like I don't know. <laughs> he... Rocky is like a politician, like through he's like just has the personality, just the look of a politician, like yeah. a young little Kennedy. <laughs> I found it interesting. I was looking at these kids to see what, if anything, they've done since then. And apparently Colt was like a performer before this movie. But Rocky was literally like lifted out of a martial arts school for this movie because they wanted him and these are the only movies he's ever done <laughs> and he was like no thanks i'm good um i think similar with tum tum too yeah yeah exactly uh i couldn't even find any information on him other than just looking up his name so um, rocky he the, did you guys i'm not into the sequels are josh did you get into uh, i know that i watched them i do not remember them so he, it looks like Rocky, the original Rocky, comes back for Knuckle Up, but he mm-hmm. doesn't come back for Kickback, which is weird. It's like the Robin Williams genie thing. Well, <laughs> I, an even weirder thing about that is I'm pretty sure, because I read about that last night, and it said that I believe Knuckle Up, the one that he's in again, was filmed before the other film, but they That's released true. them in a different order. Yeah, it looks like and so it looks like he left and came back, but he actually like filmed it directly afterwards. I see. So for those of you doing a deep dive on the Three Ninjas franchise, if you want to watch them, you might want to go and watch them out of uh, theatrical release order, and mm-hmm. go by go by that because sounds like know. it. 
if they were shot before that, then you got to assume that the development of these characters was was such that uh, the third movie probably takes a further leap. Well, it looks like uh, you got Colt back in uh, Knuckle mm-hmm. Up, and uh, the, is Chad the little Chad Power. kid? Tum Tum. Yeah, is he back in Knuckle Up as well? I think so. So I gotta check out Knuckle Up actually. If it's the original cast, I'll check now, it out. Now, how many of them, if any, came back for High Noon at Mega Mountain? Ooh. <laughs> Hulk you Hogan. Know, it's so funny because this is almost follows the exact format of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original trilogy, where it's like the first <laughs> the first First one's pretty great. The second one is like, you know, it's not bad. It's good. And then the third one is like, what happened? Like, yeah. it's a completely different departure. It is <laughs> it is like off. It's like when you have the off-brand toys of the, like, the thing, you know? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Look, the only okay. thing I remember about the second one is they have, like, a, like, brawl in some kind of, like, bar or, like, restaurant or something like that. I have some memory about that, but I don't remember anything else about it. They go into a TGI Fridays, and they just start <laughs> picking fights with innocent people. It's just the weirdest <laughs> thing. Well, okay, so Three Ninjas has a 5.3 on IMDb. Knuckle Up has a 4.3. Kickback has a 4.6. And High Noon at Mega Mountain has a 2.9. And Surf Ninjas has a 5.1. So... Just letting you so, guys know. Coming right. in very average. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it really it makes me want to check out Surf Ninjas someday. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited for that to come down the pipe. Eventually, yeah. yeah. In season three. Surf's up, guys. Um, Surf's <laughs> up in season three of 90 Under 90. You can mark the market right here. But here so, we go. Yeah. So, okay. Um, oh, oh, okay. I just want to preface this by saying there are two versions of this movie. Josh, did you read about that? I don't think so, no. The international version is like a minute and a half longer. I'll point out some of the differences because uh, I watched that. Both cuts are on YouTube in their entirety. So what I did initially for like the first 20 minutes is I, I kept going back and forth. I'd watch the first five minutes, then watch the first five of the international. And I realized oh. that's insane. So I had to stop <laughs> after 20 minutes. <laughs> but I do know the differences, so I'll point them out as we go. I, uh, there's a huge difference in this international version. Interesting. So yeah. is it just like they just changed the cut? They edited it different? Like, there's I would say it's there's some parts that are added into the international that you don't see in the American that kind of fill in some slight gaps. But uh, most of it's unnecessary. But one fundamental difference has to do with the uh, basketball scene. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Colt dies, you guys. <laughs> um, all right. Like now that would be quite a twist. Here we go. So right off the bat, in, in the voiceover is different in the opening of the film. In the international cut, uh, it's a little bit longer. It has a little bit more time to breathe. But basically, the voiceover is the three boys uh, in first person t- telling us the audience what their experience was like over the summer. And they kind of keep interrupting each other because they, you know, they're brothers. So they keep arguing in this voiceover. They just like, can't get it together. It's a weird, it's one of those weird, like nineties voiceovers in a family movie where it's like, ooh, like they're So they're just literally talking to us, but like, it, it seems like they're supposed to be talking to somebody else or like their story is being filmed for, you know, because it was so interesting and, <laughs> I don't know. It's like problem child too. It's like this is just kids talking to us for no reason, and it, it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> it's just an exposition dump right away. Yeah, 
and in the international version you get a little more but i would argue it has like i said a little more time to breathe and this when watching the american right after it it's like seems more rushed um but nevertheless it's voiceover and you see grandpa coming up the they sleep in like this kind of loft area of his place like in his uh remote rural cabin and um he comes up with like a feather doesn't he and he starts uh yes waking them up one by one testing their reflexes <laughs> while they sleep yeah you ever do you guys ever do that with uh your significant others to test their reflexes i do it with my boys every morning yeah i wake, I wake both of the kids that up that way <laughs> you gotta train them starting really early you know and if he just opens his eyes and says hi daddy then i'm like go back to sleep you failed for today <laughs> it's good to set those expectations you know yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want him to think that he's doing it right. Right. When he's not. Well, you know, actually, yeah. this is a good time to bring up. My martial arts instructor used to say that um, he never liked the phrase practice makes perfect because he would say practice actually makes a habit and you can practice something wrong. <laughs> right so you can't you can't be encouraging to be like oh just keep doing it again and like now nah, you're kind of messing it up so i guess he's got a point but like as a kid I, or even just as an adult i'd just be standing there like huh like i wouldn't even know what i would just have to back away so. <laughs> <laughs> what do i do my mind is blown what do i do with this information um See, so um, it's like it's not much voiceover, like, and it's not much in the international. It's not like the big difference is the international has all voiceover. <laughs> scene. It's just like it bookends it, just like most movies of this era, which really kind of upsets me. I don't like the use of. Uh, it's not necessarily the use of voiceover. It's the way they bookended in movies. I just don't like that use mm-hmm. of voiceover personally. Um, so they have their summer there, and they spend it there with the grandpa against their father's protests back home. And I guess dad's never really there. Um, grandpa is uh, the father of their mom. Um, so they have, like, Japanese, genuine Japanese blood. He's, you know, you because you, like, they have to explain in 92. He's like, well, wait a minute. This is a Japanese guy, but these are three white boys. Yeah. So they, Honestly, they I thought that was quite the thing for them to do in 92 to actually have like they are legitimately like lineage of a japanese man who married a white woman and he's training his grandchildren and it's not just some weird like right you know white dude with like some martial arts instruction or something like that or 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 a, a karate kid situation you know right. like yeah it's familial, so it's not as creepy. It's not just some kid yeah. coming over to some adult's it also, house. It seemed like a little progressive for that time for them to go out of their way to actually make that make sense and, and do it in a way that was in a s- small way respectful to the culture of it I know. a little bit, even though kind of everything else isn't. It's, I know. It, it, it's kind of – my question watching this whole thing is like, okay, he's he's training them. He's related to them. But like why is he training them? There's, right. there's, it's arbitrary that he's just like, well, I'm related to you, so let's train. Well, it's, you don't, you don't really get that he has a white arch nemesis until later in the film, so he true. knew what was coming, you know. 
it's true and it's all he knows like if it's not these three kids then he might go back to snyder and actually train the, the foot sold the foot clan yeah are these are his grandkids the only thing that's keeping him sane like you know, he's like one step removed from crime or something in they the international say, cut it's a real they really psychologically break him down oh yeah and i'm gonna point out all the no that doesn't happen either but that would be very interesting um Early on in the movie, there really isn't much many differences. I think maybe the fight scene with the ninjas when Snyder shows up on the property is a little bit longer. Um, any scene that has like, and because you guys haven't seen it, it's any scene that has like guns and a kid in the same frame. They cut out of the uh, the mm-hmm. American version, and there's a couple of that like you know scenes like that. Um, That's interesting. I think I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I think that I thought the international version would be a little more averse to guns. The you're gonna find out that like the international version, I guess, is the quote the edgiest version you're gonna get. (laughs) Well, now I have to now I have to watch this version. Like they're really they're going for a hard PG in the the international version. They want to make those kids think, and, and I was thinking so. Um. Okay, so they're in the middle of their training, and it's a it's a montage, right? And we get to see uh, involving them hitting uh, potter plants that are hanging and and pulling their grandpa on a sleigh, you know, ninja activities yeah, like yeah. walking across Very a log with clear buckets of water. Ninja activities. Yeah. <laughs> Weapons training for like preteens. <laughs> like Tum Tum, the little one is featuring. See, like, like eight. Yeah. For Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> And they're like, you know, playing with the weaponry that is, of course, popular at the time because of the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I don't like I, I, I do question how many ninjas actually carry like size and like fucking I don't know. I, I well later on when they get on the frigate and there's a ninja named Frank who has a gun, who's a comm operator. It's just like this. And he has a, like a Long Island accent. It's all sorts of weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't. I didn't think about it until today that I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, you know what? Like the, the bad guy is like a white dude <laughs> that is like kind of appropriating this culture yeah. and like all of the like weird ninja troops are horribly stereotyped, like dressed <laughs> up and like are all clearly white dudes, except for the one bodyguard guy and the guy who's has the painted face with the the sword yes, later the on, Lixie like, sword. Yep. Yeah, and they have their uh, Indiana Jones moment with him. Yeah. That yes, that's because he gets a close up, so you have mm-hmm. to cast exactly. It <laughs> that's a good. That's an interesting one. Like honestly, like for '92, pretty progressive. And uh, Katie had never seen it. She walked in. She saw the third act, and like. I can't quite remember what part that she was like, oh, yeah, this is this is really culturally good. And I was like, you know, this movie is actually kind of progressive for its time. I got like defensive. Yeah, it is. Well, it's weird, like the tiniest bit. Yeah. When I when I started watching it, I thought that was my first thought. I was like, oh, man, looking back at this now, surely this is going to be because I was like, that was my white boy fantasy as a kid was to, you know, be a ninja. And I'm like, this just plays into that super hard. But I was like, I was actually surprised at how kind of more on the toe they were about those things. And I mean, like, there are some like, I think hard cliches that they lean into everything like this, this, the goofy surfer kidnapper guys, you know, and like everything. And the, 
the bully kids and having to have the basketball thing and everything. But like, but surprisingly, I mean, for that time, not too shabby, you know? It's all right. It's okay. You know, it passes. And we got to talk about Snyder a little bit because this guy, I don't know what else he's been in, but like he's got some moves in the international cut that I have—I don't can't believe they cut out of the American version. Oh man, you're just really selling this international <laughs> cut for me. Really, really building it up here. Um, so they do this car test here during the training montage where like grandpa pulls up in like a convertible, like <laughs> the kids are hanging out in trees and, uh, they attack his car and, uh, uh, one of them throws like ninja stars at him, like barely misses, and then like Colt jumps at him, and Tum Tum's in the back seat, and just it's pretty intense until he throws a smoke bomb and ends up like 15 feet up in the air in a tree. Yeah, I appreciate I, that the kids actually are like, "How did you do that?" And it's like, "That's what we're thinking," and he's like. I don't know. I'm a ninja. <laughs> like the truth is, my body double did it because this bad body matching. That's like, oh you know, man, yeah. Those close-ups where it's like he's not doing anything because he can't move that fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like that at the end they're like, "Well, we almost got you," and he was like, "If I didn't stop the car, you'd be dead." <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, your name would have been Pancake. Yeah. Uh, and then they get their names soon. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's actually this next scene here. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa gives them their masks, which were handed down from uh, previous generations, like his father made them or something. Um, he gives them their names. There's Rocky. I don't even like what are there's Jeff, who's Colt. There's uh, Chris. Sam- Samuel, Samuel is Rocky. <laughs> Jeffrey is Colt. And yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even catch Chris Tum-Tum. is Tom Tom, I think. Is it? I don't yeah. know what Tom Tom's actual name is. I don't remember Tom Tom's name at all. Uh, green, blue, yellow. Um, Colt gets blue. Rocky gets green. Tum Tum gets yellow. Um, Colt's like, it's pretty cool, I guess. Rocky's like, all right. And then Tum Tum just like laughs because yeah, he's he like, explains. I do yeah. eat a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you, 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 uh, you're guided by your stomach basically. And he's like, yeah, he's kind of into it. So, there's a there's a moment in this that I'm thankful that I had the subtitles on. And you want to talk about progressive? Like you know how sometimes you watch a movie and you see something and you go, ooh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of sours my opinion of the movie now. This yeah. had the exact reverse effect because for years, I'm sorry to say it, but we thought, I, at least I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, honestly I, I can thought vouch for that because it was 1992 that Tum Tum. In this scene, when Colt says something smartass to him, he's like, "We thought he said, shut up, fag.'" Yeah. And he says, <laughs> he says, shut up, spaz. So yeah. like just for years, that's what we thought. And, we, you know, because like in the 90s, that was I don't want to say it was oh, like, yeah. you know, OK to say that. But like it was little you know, boys were saying was, that that was it was, prevalent. It was yes, much more prevalent. So like that was something we wouldn't have thought twice about in 1992. And I was kind of worried about getting to that scene. Yeah. And then I had the subtitles. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's just great. calls him a spaz. Yeah. Good I, for the movie. That's what I advocate mean. for subtitles in any possible yeah. situation forever. We always watch it with them. I honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have an issue if I went to the movie theater and saw it with subtitles. Because I'm like, about to say. I don't know how many movies I've rewatched with subtitles for the first time. And it's a whole new movie. I totally agree. In fact, just last night, I went to go see uh, Black Widow. And uh, the the volume to me in the theater was 
I was like, what the fuck are they saying? I can't hear the dialogue. Like, I need to go home and appreciate this movie with <laughs> subtitles. Seriously. Did did they have the teaser? Uh, what, what teaser? At the end of the movie? No, at, at the beginning. Was there a teaser for No Way Home? No. No, Wait, you didn't no. have it? I've seen, like, I oh, saw something great. scrolling cool, on TikTok that I was just like, are you, if that's real, holy fuck. I did not see a teaser for No Way Home. I can honestly, you know, I did not see that. That would have been great. Yeah, I, I heard it was supposed to be attached to it, but, like, maybe, I guess not. Or at least Have not. you all seen the uh, What If trailer? I did, yeah. I, I did, uh, it looks I, really cool. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like that animation. Like, no. I do, oh, I do not like the like style? The, no, I mean, I'm going to watch it for sure, but I yeah. do not like the way it looks. I can say <laughs> that sure. right now. Maybe it'll grow on me. I hope no, it does. I get that, yeah. Fair enough. It reminds me of that, uh, uh, what was it, a scanner darkly? Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Cell shading. I don't like, like the rotoscope. Way it, ugh, it looks weird. <laughs> Fair, fine. I, I dig it. Um, he says uh, the grandpa says that their dad has a really troublesome job, and that's when they ask him, like, are we gonna see dad like when we get back home? And he's like, I don't know. He's got a pretty troublesome job. Cut to like a sting operation with our villain involving the boy's father and like a whole bunch of FBI dudes at this uh, warehouse. Looks like it's kind of by the docks. And uh, Rand Kingsley, a.k.a. Hugo Snyder, is the uh, the villain of the movie. And he, to me, looks like if you put Steven Seagal in a taffy puller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, but he, he looks like – he kind of looks like – From the Green Ranger? A little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks – if you took, like, Steven Seagal and rolled, mixed him with Bruce Campbell, you'd get Rand oh, Kingsley. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So you got the fly machine from the fly, and you put in Bruce Campbell and uh, Steven Seagal, and a, and maybe a piece of taffy, and you get Hugo nice Snyder. of you to drop in. <laughs> I like his laugh in this movie that he does. Like we, I don't know. It's like me, Jared, and, and past and future guest Kevin. We like to pick like weird characters from movies and pretend that that they're the coolest. And Hugo Snyder is one of those characters that we used to always be like, oh man, he's just the weird. Like he's just the coolest man. Just really building him up. Um, because we're big fans of this movie. Like just nostalgia purely. Oh, for sure. But um, yeah, so he's in this, and he's not in anything else, and he's got some moves in this cut. <laughs> well, I think I, I, it makes sense to me because like, like all of the kids they pulled from martial arts, they were all legitimate martial artists as kids. Mm-hmm. I believe they were all black belts or above at the time that wow. they did the, this movie. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that like, because that's also like how Steven Seagal got into it was he was a like a uh, what is the term for when uh, I keep on wanting to say coordinator, but it's like not that, but he was like advising people on those movies and stuff. And he mm-hmm. was a martial arts instructor at the time until somebody pulled him into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I would, I, it's not surprising to me that a lot of these people were like not really in anything else. Cause this was just that one niche thing they happened to fall into. Right? Yeah. Um, do, I mean, I, I'm not opposed, like they're even getting a uh, stuntman to direct now, like with John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, they're really, they feel like they're finally giving stuntmen a, a bigger, louder voice now in movies. Mm-hmm. Well, Which it's really great, great. especially I mean, for stuff like John Wick, uh, because they just have an eye for how that stuff works as well. And it really shows on like how they film those things. 
Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that stuff is like, you know, stunts and stuff are usually shot by second unit like directors. Any like that, it's mm-hmm. usually not the main director doing all that stuff. So like, if they're the ones experienced enough anyway, who who the hell can't shoot dialogue if you could shoot the rest of that shit? <laughs> right. You know? Like, come from on. What I understand too from the people I know in the industry is that most of the stunt coordinators and everything like that actually shoot previs of what they feel like the whole scene of action should be show that to the team and if they're like cool that's what we're gonna do they just do that like they just mimic it yeah yeah that's yeah that they're doing thank you we've just done all your work right. uh, are you guys gonna give us a check for that no cool <laughs> like <laughs> great wait well then we'll save this and use it for something else or make our own movie <laughs> uh, i have been you guys do you watch stuntmen react josh on youtube i do actually yeah Love i enjoy that, that yeah. every week like at 11 we're like waiting for it like all right um, yeah, that one's really fun. Like, cause I mean, like, I know a lot of people in the sun industry, and I'm on the theater side of it. Um, but I feel like a lot of this stuff kind of <laughs> crosses over with that. So I, sure. I really appreciate like listening to them talk about the you know inside story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this scene, we got a we got a big takedown here, or an attempted takedown with Hugo Snyder. He's selling some mortars to. <laughs> An FBI agent who's dressed as an Arab sheik who comes out yeah. of a car driven by the boy's father. So he's who, like the driver. Who is dressed like an FBI agent. It's like <laughs> yeah. the most obvious FBI. This white guy with the FBI suit like made by the FBI store. And he's like looks at him like an FBI agent and then opens the back door to like, yeah, a dude who is very white. It's <laughs> a great part he, here. But this was the part of the movie that I was worried that I was like, oh, no, (laughs) this isn't going to hold up. This white dude is clearly dressed up like (laughs) like he's from the Middle East, like very stereotypically. And then I was pleasantly surprised (laughs) that he's like, it is a gag. And I was like, well, then, Snyder, you deserve this. Like you fell for that guy. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. The old ab scam. They did that in the, the, what was that, the early 80s? Um, So Snyder elbows open a box of mortars for the deal. And then they lay their cards on the table. FBI, Snyder, put your hands up. They like a bunch of agents come out, but Snyder's not too worried. Like the sheik reveals himself to be an FBI agent on behalf of my organization, you're under arrest. <laughs> That's the part that really he shouldn't have done. Cause I bet like I bet Snyder maybe would have just grabbed him, but instead <laughs> that's gonna get you you biffed right in the face. So. You know why he shouldn't have done that? Because he's a professional FBI agent, right. and maybe a professional yeah. should go <laughs> to somebody they're about to arrest. And that's a good point, also. Um, so, which is great is Hugo like basically knocks him out in one punch, and then he like takes him over his shoulder <laughs> and like carries him through the warehouse. <laughs> And um, he that's like his collateral to get out of there. But he says, uh, a surprise. I love surprises. Nice of you to drop in. And then all of his ninjas come in. And uh, it's a big showdown between FBI and ninja. I but personally like, love like a whole warehouse full of FBI agents with guns loaded, locked and ready to go. And then... <laughs> Some like white ninjas dropping from the ceiling with swords. These guys 
are like Mickey Mouse ninjas. Like, I think half of them are smoking cigarettes as they come <laughs> down, as they repel in. <laughs> I mean, got, that's confidence if you, like, roll into a room of people locked and loaded and you're like, I got a sword. It's just... Can we agree that seeing a ninja hold any gun is just weird? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Any, any, and that happens, I feel like, a lot in, like, 90s movies with ninjas. Not that there are a lot, but... Um, so anyway, there's a big bust. He ends up, uh, okay. International version time. Hugo Snyder encounters two agents on the, on a staircase and basically like, give it up Snyder. And he puts his hands up and they put him against the wall and like turn him around and they shove him against the wall. But then like, he does a move where like, I think he takes like the gun of one of the guys behind him and he like bests both of them. He takes them down, knocks them out and he makes his way up the stairs to the roof. And then the boy's dad comes around the corner and sees that the two guys are out. And then he goes up the stairs to the roof. That's the part you don't see. That's it. Just two guys getting knocked out. I don't know why. Just for time, maybe. Because American kids are like, when are we going to get to the three ninjas again? (laughs) So on the roof, Hugo Snyder's uh, waiting for his chopper. But it's one of those dramatic entrances for the chopper where it comes up from below the the building. And he has to make a a context-appropriate line. Um, He says something like, I have to fly or something. Oh, yeah. Um, It's very – the movie is still very – cheesy kid focus like they definitely play up moments throughout it where it was like one of those things where i was like i'm still enjoying this through like nostalgia yeah. and stuff like that but i feel like if i was with a child watching it it would probably be more fun because they would be way more into it yeah how do you guys how do you guys feel about like and you're both you know you've done some both done some act like josh more so acting like you're doing what you know is a kid's movie and it's the bullshit part of the movie where it's like usually in other action movies this is a big scene but it's like it's like just a bullshit sting scene it's not mm-hmm. even the three ninjas like like when you go into it do you give it your all do you play it a certain way like how do you approach so, this personally if it was me mm-hmm. unless i was directed otherwise i go the leslie nielsen route okay. is that Comedy is by playing the serious man, is being the like, it's it's like, um, you know, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Because um, uh, he was like, oh, I'll do that role, but I'm going to do it as if I was doing Shakespeare right, on right. stage yep. at the Globe. You know, and they were like, yes, that's what we want you to do. Because, <laughs> like, uh, but to be fair, like. If I was directed to be like, we really need you to kind of like lean into this moment, I'd be like, all right, like whatever. <laughs> See, as an actor, if you're like, in my opinion, if you're smart, if you're making a movie that you know is for kids, mm-hmm. then you play it. You, you, then I say you lean into what a kid is going to find entertaining. Yes, because that's what like. I like that. It, it, I mean, think about it this way: like Rand Kingsley has done nothing else, but we know who Rand Kingsley is exactly because of Three Ninjas and how he impressed us as children. You know, that's so legit. Like, like, like the same reason why, like, I know who Thomas F. Wilson is because, like, Biff is awesome in his own way. So you know, <laughs> if yeah, you Snyder. play a bully or a bad guy well, then you'll be remembered. Yeah, it yeah. never hurts to know, especially if you're doing pretty a genre film. 
that it is a style essentially Mm -hmm. it's like doing shakespeare honestly like Mm -hmm. that is like doing a genre uh of theater you know and you lean into that style there's a certain way you talk there's a certain way you uplift you know your sentences and everything like that um and let's be fair uh certain skills different skill sets so like not every actor can be good at all those things for sure so Mm -hmm. that's fine that's true except for michael caine (laughs) anything Snyder gets away by grabbing onto the rope ladder of a helicopter as the boy's dad uh, sh- shoots some shots at him, and uh, his partner comes up, and he's he's kind of not a good partner. Like you'll see that in subsequent scenes. So he comes out, and he's just like psyched that they got the warehouse full of guns. It's like it's World World War Three in there, man. We got everything. He's like, I want Snyder. Snyder is everything. <laughs> and he gets away. Um, I do appreciate the shot of him, like where the helicopter is now in the distance, and you can still clearly tell that he's still hanging on at the end of a rope. He's, he's going the whole way by just dangling. <laughs> he wants to feel the wind in that ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, he gets away to be continued, right? So uh, what ends up happening is uh, we learn that the boy's dad is married to the daughter of Tanaka, which is one of the biggest rivals of Snyder, a real appreciator of martial arts. In the subsequent scene where he goes to talk to his assistant, like the Weasley guy, Brown. Who uh, reminds me a lot of Max from the Muppet movie. Mm. Doc Hopper. Yes, yes, like, you know, yeah. his, uh, mm-hmm. his I had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, he works for him. He's like a little weasel, and uh, they decide they're gonna go visit Mori, aka the grandfather of the three ninjas. Um, oh, and Francis's bodyguard from Pee Wee's Big Adventure is there. It's so funny <laughs> that like we both wrote down Francis's bodyguard, but really it's just the Buxton's like assistant or butler. Like he's not a bodyguard of Francis. <laughs> he's a we, jack of all trades. We both assume that he's there to solely protect Francis. Well, a guy of that stature, I mean, he's not cleaning toilets. Francis is busy. Yeah, he just has a very imposing figure. <laughs> That's what yeah. he's there for. He's really good at standing still and just looking kind of mean, but like also just not making a face. Just still, yeah. Back it very at, much uh, reminds me of Odd Job. Yes, yeah. like a like a like if Odd Job went to the gym and did steroids mm-hmm. and yeah. gained uh, got some height too. Um, back at grandpa's, he's on the phone with their mom while they prepare dinner, you know, the ninja way. And, uh, yeah, the way that, you know, <laughs> takes more time and is more difficult by throwing things across the room. it's more fun. Yeah, it's more fun. It's like fucking Robin doing laundry in Batman Forever, though. Like, can you just hang it up on the line? You don't, you don't need to go through all this shit, man. <laughs> I always thought, I always thought it'd be funny in that scene if Alfred said, that's not how you do it. And he takes a pair of pants and he uses it like a jump rope. And Robin just kind of looks at him like, what? Um, that's in the extended version of uh, <laughs> Batman yeah. Forever. Release the it. Schumacher cut. <laughs> the international version. Dude, release the Schumacher cut. Seriously, I release heard about them that. All. Release yeah. every extended cut of a superhero movie that ever existed before <laughs> the studio said no. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much that. So Colt, like, here's nosy Colt keeps like, and he, by the way, Colt is the Raphael of the group. He keeps bumping in. He's got a photograph, and it's so funny because it's of Grandpa, and he's like, "Who's this?" He's like, "That's your grandmother." He's like, "Oh, well, I know that, but whose hand is this?" <laughs> he wants to know whose hand it is. It's you a can crop photo. See it. 
Yeah, he's so like he's like you should be a detective, not a ninja. Right. So he he mentioned that he's aware that their father hates martial arts. He's like on the phone. He's like, I know, I know. He doesn't want me to be doing this, but I am. And uh, he says it's good for them. And then they like Tom Tom whips like rice in his face or like noodles or something. <laughs> um, at dinner. Grandpa asks uh, first Colt. He asks them all what a ninja is, and I I, I have it all written down. <laughs> you don't need to go through all that. Basically, you sure, Jim? Well, <laughs> they just—it's just—it's it, funny because they just—they describe a bunch of stuff that's like, well, he he asked what a ninja is, and all they're really doing is like a ninja does this, and like you're describing the actions of a ninja. Like, give me the definition Jim, of a what. Kid. It's what you do that defines you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they, uh, they say like, basically he has self-control discipline, loves nature because he's fond of nature, uses his environment to his advantage against his enemies and never gets into a battle that he knows, like he knows he can't win. Look, if the Jeopardy clue was they love nature, the answer would not be what is a ninja, you know, like, I know <laughs> that's but my maybe, opinion. Maybe we forget too often though. That one of the tenets of being a ninja is the nature. Also, I don't remember this being part of the ten things that I had to memorize for my karate class. So, <laughs> you, you I don't remember three lessons. Any, I don't remember saying anything. My one private lesson was maybe lesson number one for him should have been don't break your legs while falling out of a tree. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he did that. He did it well. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get any more lessons. Funny, the thing that he needed the most for the class, he he, had, he they were gone. And it's also, broken. they're a rope of four strands that no enemy can break, according to Grandpa. So yeah. suddenly they get a visit, and they have this little red light bulb installed above the door that goes err, err, whenever there's somebody on property, which is uh, very libertarian of Grandpa. Um, <laughs> they have a it's Snyder, it's Snyder and his ninja goons. And they're smoking stokies, and they're looking at porn. And this is the international cut. No, they're, uh, it's just they're there, and um, it looks like they're just having a standoff. And then the boys instigate a big like fight sequence where they like smack one of the ninjas' asses, and he chases them. And then the music starts, and suddenly we're it's on. Like, suddenly it's a family comedy again. <laughs> Do you guys – this is a little bit later, but no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So there's a big fight here in the backyard, and I think the difference in this international version is just there's a little bit more fighting. That's all. Just a little yeah. more inserts, just a little I'm, more. I'm going to take a guess and say that 90% of the changes are just a little bit more fighting in the Pretty international much. version. Pretty much, yeah. With the exception but, of this interesting basketball thing that I'm so that and Snyder's got I, – I think – because I didn't compare the fights between Grandpa and Snyder. Does he do like – a backflip in your in the American cut. I don't like, know, but that's he, just he does chalk like that up to more move. chalk that up to more fighting and shit. You know, like it's, it's fucking just, cool. He does, does some cool. Does move. Grandpa do a backflip? Is that what you're asking? No, does Snyder like? Oh, I like, think I remember Grandpa doing one at some point, but uh, I don't remember if Snyder did. Snyder does some cool shit. <laughs> I'll just end it at that because I keep saying that it's getting old. But um, so here we are. Like, there's a big fight here. Um. They're intercutting between one ninja using their environment, which I like. You know, it's when you have like a comedy, especially an action mm-hmm. comedy. I uh, the most recent example that I watched maybe Shanghai Noon. 
Use your environment. Some kind of Jackie Chan thing. Yeah, use your environment. It's really fun that way. It just makes it more dynamic and uh, it's like a Bruce Lee staple. More character based. Jackie, yeah, Jackie Chan. Like we did Rumble and the way he uses just a ladder. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, so the the basically the fight breaks up and uh, the boys do well. They they you know they kick all the ninjas' asses and uh, the grandpa tells him to go back inside. He's pretty pissed at them and he meets uh, Hugo Snyder like on the bridge. And why is he there? Well, first he kind of teases him a little bit about where he's at in life. He's like, look at this rinky-dink little shack that you look live at in. this beautiful home you have in a private place that has a bridge <laughs> that leads to your home. Yeah. Like, look at this. And he's like, look at these little runts. Obviously, you're not getting any good students, Maury. And uh, he's like, "Those, are, that's my family. And he goes, uh, well, maybe they'd like to work for me. And it pisses Maury off immediately because they used to be partners. He's like, they're not murderers. So we're getting a sense of history between these guys. Corruption. Maury had to excuse himself from it as Hugo got bigger, you know. But there's still something kind of, about karate dojos too. Like he was involved in a way that like his 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 shitty ninjas. <laughs> yeah, and like I guess like made like you know in some way profited off of training those ninjas. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so like they they're kind of like they're on good enough terms. It's it's adversarial, but like they're not going to come to blows yet because they don't need to. But Snyder says, um, your son-in-law. Uh, you need to get him off my back, Maury, just for a little while. He's got like a big deal coming up. It's all building up to this, which we don't see, by the way. Um, it's all about this deal, but uh, it's all about getting those kids out of the picture. It's about using them as collateral. It's about just getting the FBI off his back. But uh, Maury, so Basically, he's just like, I've got an illegal operation that I'm about yeah. to do. Can you tell your FBI agent of a son-in-law that you don't that that maybe he shouldn't bust me? But yeah, basically. Because yeah, do me a solid. We know, know each other, Maury. Yeah, it'd be a shame, you know, if there wasn't anybody there to defend the honor of your beautiful daughter. And then he kind of goes for a swing and he says, you know, you're so slow now. So they have a history. Um, they, he excuses himself. He they leave and the boys. Like, uh, like, Grandpa, what's going on? He's like, didn't I tell you to stay inside? He gets really mad. And uh, then he, we get the dummy scene, right? I think yeah. in this cut. Yeah. yeah. He, they're about to go home. And, like, this is, like, a big prologue to the movie here. There's a big training, getting to know the grandpa, getting to know the villain and everything. Because we're not even in their home yet and in the suburbs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure for the kids, that's all one day. Like, Waking up, training, so. Snyder showing up, everything, and going home later is all one day for them. That's oh, a man, big I got day. a I got a sense of them being there the whole summer. Mm. I don't know. The I, montage with the water and everything? Yeah, but, I mean, you Who could knows? very well be correct. Like, it Maybe they did that every day. day. <laughs> it could be one weekend. <laughs> That's just one day every day, though. Um, but uh, they have this big dummy that's set up, and it's cool because it kind of it comes into play later. Um Grandpa sets it up over a tree and it's like made out of cushions and it's got these red eyes and it's got these uh, certain points in the body that you're supposed to hit and and the body will always remember and the only thing it will remember forever is is the way it, the, how much it hurt is what he tells them so you have to do, like hit it by like the neck and like kind of by the chest by the 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 dick of course uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of appreciated how spot. he like told them about it because it was not like 
oh, if you hit somebody here, they'll die. (laughs) He was like, their body will remember this, but only use it if to save your own life. (laughs) Right. He's left out the part where he's killed dozens of men using these techniques, hitting these places. Going to teach you the magic movie technique. (laughs) That's a splinter. (laughs) No, splinter is more down here. Raphael. Uh, so they they practice hitting the the dummy for an hour before it's time to go back to the uh to back home. So uh, they're they're very suspicious about uh, Snyder's relationship with Grandpa. Like they seem friendly. Are they not friendly? Looked a little tense there. What's the what's the deal? Um, while Tum Tum is practicing on the dummy, doing a pretty good job. Uh, and then they basically go home, right? Yeah, they drive home with no seatbelts on, leaning forward in a car that has the hood, the top down. It's mm-hmm. great. It's 1992. The clothes are huge on everybody. <laughs> the colors are bright. The patterns are funky. I love it. What are yeah. they singing? Uh, they're singing uh, uh, on top of spaghetti. Some some yep. knockoff version of that. The parody from like when we were like little boys singing about killing your teacher with a 44. Oh uh, yeah. That was actually a funny thing because I remember that song when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and apparently because Sarah and I were watching it together and she was like, what the hell did they just say? (laughs) And I was like, oh, you you didn't know that song when you were a kid? I was like, it's not good, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or how about bubblegum bubblegum in a dish? uh, Because, well, I can go on, uh, (laughs) but I won't. So they passed by Emily and the boys... Tease Rocky, Colt, and Tom Tom do. Rocky loves Emily, of course. That's a trending right now. So they come home to find their dad in the parking lot, talking to his partner, his shitty partner, and has no time for them really. So he's a shitty dad. Uh, Grandpa catches up with the mom, and mom catches up with him, and the boys go inside. Colt gives the mom like some bad attitude, and Rocky catches up with Emily a little bit, and it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that because. It it makes it seem like Rocky is supposed to be like really into this girl, but it's like almost the complete opposite. She's like overly fawning over him and he's kind of dismissive, but it's clearly because he's like shy and has other priorities, you know. It's honestly it's because he's too in love with his best friend Bucky. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) He can't admit it. He can't admit it. They went through a lot in the war, so you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- he really does look like Skinny Steve when you like you <laughs> he, know, when you put it that way. He should have played if they could just kind of time travel him. He could have played Mini Steve Rogers in uh, First Avenger. Um, so Snyder cuts a Snyder telling Brown to hire some outsiders to kidnap the boys until they complete this big deal that they got coming out uh, coming up. So they, it's like a sort of collateral. Um, he gets a hold of his Brown's sister's son. Uh, so his nephew, like he yes. could just say my nephew, but I don't know why he says my sister's son. Yeah, and his two buddies, and then we get to we get a shot of uh, surfer energy here. Oh, oh we man. get surfer Dennis Miller and his buddies. <laughs> surfer Dennis Miller. Have you never Josh, thought that yeah. before? I swear to God, for my it's entire those life. Baby blues and when that I beard. Was, before I was when I was ignorant and didn't know better, I thought it was Dennis Miller at one oh point. Oh my god. I was like, man, he does a really good job in that movie. How come he doesn't do that in anything else? He always acts the same way. I was wrong. <laughs> do you know what I couldn't get past is 
when I was a kid, he was 92, so this is Wayne's World, like prime Wayne's World time, mm-hmm. and he's talking an awful lot like Wayne Campbell. So I got those conflated. I was like, this is well, Wayne Campbell with a goatee and like blue eyes, blue eyes, you know? It's yeah, he's he's really they're really talking more like Bill and Ted. Ah, uh, you know, like yeah. that's it's more of that and Michelangelo, you know, like yeah. there's there's definitely more of that uh, 80s surfer. Which can you believe that like in the 80s that was cool? Like the idea of cool, oh. like yeah, dude, totally. Oh yeah, I don't know, like some of that stuff that's not cool anymore. Don't you ever wish you could like uh, have a time machine and go when it was cool and maybe just kind of be like that for a little while just to see like what it's like. I mean, for, yeah, but not, that's not one of those things for me. I don't want to be like, totally <laughs> awesome. I would dude. try it. <laughs> I would try it. I'd go, yeah, I'd want to be in my 20s in 1985. And then I'd also want to be a little bit older in the 90s when I could have been more extreme and more of exactly. a Mount Dew kid. Exactly. Held the can up Surge. above my head. and Surge, yep. Well, we drank a shit, a shit ton of Surge. Um. So yeah, they're gonna hire these the the guys, and here's uh, the difference here um, between the international and the American cut. Uh, so Dennis Miller's surfer, he gets the he's at the he's at the convenience store with his two buddies, and they're reading a uh, surfer magazine. Your, your favorite, probably the favorite oh, yeah. scene of the movie. Convenience store. Well, I love convenience stores, so that's yeah. no mystery. But um, they're looking at a surfer chicks mag, and uh, you think they're looking at a girl, and they're looking at a board. And uh, the clerk behind the counter tells him, tells him it's not a library. So here's the difference. Um, when he he tells them they're sticking the place up, and like he's like, what does he do? Like he, I can't get it quite down, but like he tells like tells one of them to go get like some chips with some radical salsa. Oh, yeah. dude, he like gives he does it like snack. Gordon Ramsay, where he like gives it all these qualifying adjectives. Yeah, it's awesome. And then like as they're getting snacks, he's like, oh, and also all the money in the cash register. And he pulls out his gun and points it at him as these guys are stuffing ho hos in their mouth. It's just fun to me. Like I know it's bad, but one dude and, literally has the gun in his mouth and he yeah. waves while he's got his hands <laughs> in the food, like. The difference is he shoots the gun three times and hits liquor bottles behind the clerk. That because, happened. In, oh, did it happen in your cut? It, yeah, that happened in mine too. Yeah. That's interesting because I read that that was the one of the differences. I mean, and, I I rented, I paid for this on interesting. Amazon. Interesting. Okay, so That's he goes maybe. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw that, and I, I, as I saw that, as I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember that as a kid. I don't remember there actually being any gunshots in yeah. this Where movie. did you guys uh, watch this? Amazon. Actually, Pum- I rented it on the Not library. Pun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did think that scene was funny because, um, well, first of all, it is kind of shocking that he like shoots bullets right next to this dude's head, yeah. and the guy barely flinches of it. But also that. <laughs> When he shoots, I have to wonder if they actually had that guy shoot a blank firing gun Mm. because he like totally blinks and closes his eyes through each shot because it's like scaring him. (laughs) Like it's what it looks like. Yeah, That's funny. I don't know. But doesn't he go bam, bam, bam? Yeah. So let's all. He does say that when he does it. Yeah. It reminds me of Laura Dern in like Last Jedi when she would go. Uh, didn't she like that she couldn't stop herself pew, from going? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's just universal. I mean it's freaking you know Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin kept on being like. Were they? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would have. To, I'd probably be inclined to do the same thing. Um, 
So at night the boys are uh, they're playing video games. Rocky's uh, talking to Emily in his can phone. God, they have a neighbor. Well, first of all, we gotta take one step back real quick okay. because yeah, they get the they're in the convenience store. They get the page yeah. from uh, his yeah. uncle that yep. says you know gives them the job basically, mm-hmm. and like you know uh Snyder kind of talks to them on the phone briefly or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has what is the best line in the entire movie where he looks over at what what's his weasel buddy's name? I, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. just know he, Fester. He looks over mm-hmm. at it, not not him, Snyder oh, back in his Brown, office. Brown. Like, yeah. He looks over at Brown and he goes, God, I love being the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I uh, do you guys get any shots of uh the clerk behind the counter tied up? I don't remember. I don't remember. That I, I think read was some of the differences. It's like he's on the phone maybe a little bit longer in this cut uh, with the uncle. And you get some shots of like the guys holding a gun to the uh, clerk tied up behind the counter maybe. Oh. Um, so, yeah, they're on the job. And uh, I like the part where he gets the page and he asks politely to use the telephone yeah. <laughs> after shooting the gun. Um, I also love just that he has a pager. if anything is going to date this movie Mm -hmm. um besides the dialogue that they have yeah (laughs) and yeah then we cut back to the boys in another awesome movie room that's impossible to have in real life Mm. i guess it's not impossible with a little elbow grease yeah and money and california money (laughs) fbi agent money (laughs) and lord knows what the mom does I mean, they all share the room, like FBI money. You'd think they'd have separate rooms, but maybe they dig it. I don't but know. Still, it's like, oh, I get. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? Cool. It's that it's that deep shade of blue that the walls are. It's just, it, it adds something to the. To the room. You could paint a room blue. You don't need I, money to do that. I'm just saying they need to. If I had uh, the wherewithal to do so, I would have a set designer decorate my kids rooms that's what i'm saying instead right. of an interior de- decorator i would have a, i would hire a set designer and be like give it the most awesome kids room that you can come make. you need to come up with a fake sad story and then maybe the queer eye guys from netflix will come by <laughs> i don't need them coming and, and like telling me all the things <laughs> i'm doing wrong They're great. i need like an hdtv people to come by or hgtv oh, not hd trust in the queer eye guys but I'm not looking for a makeover. I'm looking for my kids. They make over your life, Jerry. I kind of I'm into like the set designer because you just be like, give them like I want a, this kind of mood, this kind of genre, yeah, this kind of feel. Go yeah. for it. Production exactly. Design. Yeah, maybe in the off season, like when things are slow, that's what they do. I don't know. It's, it they sounds should. like a pretty lucrative uh, side of things. Um. So yeah, they're set up on they're on the job. Uh, the boys are playing video games. Uh, Tom Tom's playing Mario Three. Awesome. Rocky's talking to Emily in his can phone. Uh, they'll tell Dad tomorrow about Snyder, uh, that guy who was talking to Grandpa, who they're still speculating about. Um, the three surfers show up to. Uh, Is this to, where they found the the full picture of his their, their Grandpa? And that's how they know about Snyder. He's like, or no, is that kind of later? a little bit later. Yeah, okay. This is bit. like just kind of like dicking around because like the surfers show up and they try to break and enter here. But then they see all like the dad shows up with like his buddies. And like he's like, I, I, I think he says something like my wife made enough for like for all of us. So like I guess like his wife <laughs> is making food for all like the FBI guys coming by at all hours of the fucking night, which sucks for her. But um, that's what's going on. So like the surfers are like tomorrow is another day and they drive off <laughs> <laughs> they all they all have the same voice by the way like oh yeah, yeah. it's so 
<laughs> and what's really weird is that they seem like they're plucked from other movies, but like a couple of these movies haven't happened. Like you got like this dude who's like, yeah, there is something very Wayne Campbell about him. And then you got like guy. like the Asian looking dude, which yeah. like seems like he was plucked from something that I can't like Cool Runnings or something like that. Like he looks like <laughs> cool he was runnings. a cast. <laughs> he looks like a cast member <laughs> in Cool Runnings. But then there's also like um. The fucking the other guy who looks like Jeff Daniels kind of in Dumb and Dumber in a weird yeah. way. <laughs> the the Spicoli guy. Yeah, two years before he just reminds me way more of Jeff Daniels than Spicoli. <laughs> it's the hair. He's got yeah. like a frizzy blonde hair. Um, I like all three of these guys, but like they sound very similar, and they all have oh, very yeah. similar personalities. So it's yeah. like Huey, Dewey, and Louie kind of. Um. Even like, but old Huey, Dewey, Louie, not the new ones where it's like, you know, the remake. I don't um, like that. You don't like the remake? No. Well, it's not on anymore, so you got your wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Uh, so meanwhile, Grandpa is practicing at like 3 a.m. in his ninja costume at night. Just a quick shot of him, and he talks to his sword. I... I... This, I'm like, why did they put that poor man who's a very decent actor in that suit and he looks like a potato? Yeah. Like it just fits him bad. so horribly. And his, the like, when he has the mask up over it, it looks like a frog face or something. Yeah. <laughs> what is he says to his story? He says, uh, you like, will protect the family. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> old friend he calls it old friend like what have you done with that sword yeah i know he has a history with that sword like snyder so the next day the boys get ready for school and they head out the door it's like the usual rush the mom's packing the lunch and And guys like just for the listeners this is an example of why when your kids reach a certain age make the fucking lunches the night before and just have them ready because of this stupid shit pro tip yeah it is a pro tip and also kids say goodbye to your mom yeah, uh, they slam the door. You never know when you're gonna get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, she says, "Have a nice slam day," and then they get on their bikes. And Emily, oh, by the way, the previous night he's on the phone with Emily, and he's such a dick to her. She's like, "You got what time you guys going to school?" He's like, "I guess a quarter to eight. She's like, "I'll ride with you." He's like, "Fine, but don't be late." <laughs> like, <laughs> what with an the asshole. weird, with the weird can thing that's like on its own, like mm-hmm. it's on a arm jib. jib. Yeah. yeah, and like I it's guess like that can. can of- pineapples that you could talk to your neighbor through but like i don't know i guess in this viewing it was the first time i ever actually noticed that it does seem like there's a string coming out of that can but it's still like what fucking decade is this that they're talking to each other through tin cans i think they were like they saw they were definitely inspired by home alone so like any kind of technological kind of uh, tweak that they can do i feel like here and there they, they oh, they'll implement it can phones like peewee's playhouse <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> home alone i don't know but, it, um, it's i actually didn't think about this with watching it because i was more just like that's a crystal clear reception in that can thing but also like why on earth did they have a constant line between their homes they didn't even really seem like they were that close i know like he yeah Whose idea was that? For a guy, for a kid who's like, no, I don't like her. She's not my girlfriend, okay? You built but a you line. do have a can that's connected to her house next door. <laughs> At all all times, all, all hours. Times. That's a you good can talk point. through it and it'll wake somebody up on the other line. <laughs> like Rocky, come on, dude. Just how much money it. 
or time did you spend on your, with your erector set building the damn jib that the can is attached to? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it is intricate. Um, so, yeah, the next day they're riding to school and Emily's with them and uh, she's just keeping up with these guys. And they're like they blow past a guy who's uh, putting out his trash and like they make him rip open his bag and trash is strewn about. Sorry. Classic. And uh the suburbs look like Encino, man, uh, California, like underdeveloped, yeah. like developments. Uh, and they're going down hills and they, they pass by the, the surfer van. They've been staked out all night. The, the die yuppie scum that's printed on the front. Uh, and they see the boys and he goes, uh, oh, that's them. Uh, Mr. Muffin Man, catch you later. And he throws his, I guess, his breakfast in the back <laughs> and they uh, pursue the boys. But they're idiots because uh, – like the boys are doing some cool tricks. Like they got like kind of like makeshift ramps and like hills that they can kind of go down on their way to school. And like, like the servers are impressed because they keep watching, and they're like, "Slow down, slow and slow down, <laughs> slow and." And then he fucking rear ends a cop car. <laughs> um, so uh, the boys blow past, and um, I watched this on YouTube, and uh, there's a couple of comments that really resonated with me. One of them was um. Still to this day, every time I go past someone who was pulled over by a cop, I go, oh, hope you get a ticket. Like fucking Tom Tom, apparently. <laughs> so this movie, that stuck with a lot. It's at least Actually, some people. I didn't notice that part. Uh, well, just a specific part about this, because Sarah brought it up when we were watching. She was like, everybody is such a stereotype in this, because when the cop comes out, he has like a powdered donut in his mouth yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's- so cartoony yeah Yeah. (laughs) down to the score too we haven't talked really about the score but it's like so it's kids score it's like it's so bouncy and but it also has those moments of like early 90s late 80s like jazzy saxophone lethal weapon kind of score which is such a great like i genuinely love the blend of this kid's music with that score it's pretty cool (laughs) Yeah, this movie's this movie's awesome. I don't know if we told you guys this. With all of its flaws, it's pretty great. Um, so they they finally uh, they hit the, so the guys hit the cop car and they drive past the boys go past and hope you got a ticket. And he goes, shut up. <laughs> the cop is, looks at him and he goes, not you, kids. It's so like just the way he belts it out is great. Um, so uh, Emily gets her bike stolen. Also, it'd be a really weird thing to just say to a cop randomly who shut wasn't up. saying anything to yeah. you. Just shut up. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know who, who these guys are, but I like these surfer guys. Like, I was watching it with Katie. Well, one of them's Dennis and... Miller, like I said, and the other one is, <laughs> is Jeff Daniels. I'm on a rant here. <laughs> but uh, well, I was watching it with Katie, and um, um, I lost my train of thought. No, it's okay. We were just talking about the surfer guys and how awesome yeah. you don't know who they well, are. You were, oh, yeah, you were yeah, leading yeah, up you. into uh, yeah. what's her face's bike getting stolen, which I really enjoy how they get into that scene mm-hmm. because it's like a close up on the line of the bully kids' bikes, and she just straight up runs into them as if she's like looking at her feet pedaling as she's like riding her bike. Mm-hmm. And I remember what I was gonna say. Sorry, real quick. It's just you know how you like Marvin Harry. Like yeah. in home, like like kind of like I like these guys. That's all I wanted to say. 
Yeah. That's what I was explaining to Katie <laughs> when I was watching this movie. I was like, you know how you kind of like them? So That's the problem with the sequels is that these guys, is, to the best of my knowledge, are not in it. And that's the, if they were mm-hmm. in it, I'd be there for all of the Ninjas movies. Yeah, that was a mistake. That would be like having Home Alone 2 without the wet bandits. In it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Fuck they it. the surfer guys. What's the point? Um, so yeah, Emily goes straight into a line of boys on bikes. One of them is Marky Mark, actually, uh, from the Funky Bunch, believe it or not, fresh off of his Korean grocer assault. Uh, he's with, uh, a boy there. They look like they should not be in grade school. Maybe mm-hmm. they aren't. <laughs> they just go to recess to shoot hoops and ride their bikes around town. Um, but anyway, he's like, nice looking bike. Yeah. It looks like it'll fit my sister perfectly. Um, that's Marky Mark, by the way. Um, and Emily has to give the bike up, and the boys catch up, and she's like, "If you weren't busy showing off, then you, I wouldn't have got my bike stolen." And I'm pretty sure that still would have happened. A and B, like, what do you, what do you mean showing off? He was riding his bike like style, like, a certain <laughs> because, way. Because because three brothers wanted to go riding on the hill, which is more fun than riding safely on the sidewalk or on the street. Like, Stop come on, Emily. Off. That's like her thing in this is like, she hates it when Rocky shows off. That's Rocky's mm. big arc because he's perfect in every other way, except apparently he shows off in Emily's opinion. Yes. In her eyes. And uh, he's like, I'll get your bike back. She's like, whatever. And you know, it's a, I, I am a little creeped out by the, the, aggressiveness of the boys towards emily though like i admittedly watching mm. it i was i was uncomfortable by how aggressive they were with her <laughs> yeah yeah well it's, it's a little it's creepy it's really indicative of kids that age and that time period so yeah it would yeah. probably not have been unusual at all watching it at that time no and it wasn't right. but now yeah. like I, i'm like man if they put this in a movie now this would this wouldn't fly as well. Just the yeah. way that they kind of like grab her and like pull her away from her bike. It's it's too Both. much. Uh, meanwhile, Snyder chews out the three surfer dudes. Uh, they they didn't do their job last night. So, but they defend themselves by saying that the place was swarming with feds. So you know you told us to be like totally like it, like silent about it. So uh, we're like they're like just get it by midnight tonight, or I will tear out your liver. No, he doesn't say. That. He says it later. Um, you like a fish. Yeah, he's, he's going to murder these guys. And uh, so they have till midnight during recess. And this is the big difference here in the international cut is this is the basketball scene. You know, anybody who's seen this movie, it's a very great victorious scene, right? Rocky Colt yeah. against Marky Mark and the other guy yeah. from the, <laughs> and the, the kid from Hook. <laughs> the one who rolls in the, the yeah, yeah okay. he grew up a couple sure. and then he just was you know bitter about never getting to go back home sure uh they get challenged to two on two basketball and in this sequence they lose in the international uh cut they don't win the basketball game who uh colton rocky oh really yeah, that was that. I'm, I might have been watching that one. That was the same one that that happened the same in mine. How did yours? Well, the, I guess the big major difference is how it ends. Your the international cut, it, and it is in direct relation to this scene and how it plays out, as opposed to the American version. Okay. But well, in the us. in the international version, they lose. The kids walk away, and they're like, "Huh, huh." And once again, Rocky says to Emily, "I'll get your bike back," and she says, "Forget it." And then, okay, later on at the end of the movie, instead of ending like the American version does where they talk about pizza and they okay. argue in the car, they beat the – Rocky beats the shit out of – Yes, uh, 
That's the, the one kid, I watched. Yeah. We yeah. watched that too. So mm-hmm. that's fucked up you because the I, international version unknowingly because it was the only one that mm-hmm. I rented. You know, I just rented yeah. it on Amazon. But that was we got to that scene at the end, and I was like, I do not remember this at all. And yeah. the other thing I was gonna say about this basketball scene, which just doesn't make any sense to me, is like. They're going to play. There's like, what do you want to play for? He's like, oh, we're not supposed to gamble, whatever. But he's like, how about we play for your bikes? And then he's like, fine, what do we do if we win? Yeah. Like, just get Emily's bike back, you fucking idiot. Like, he doesn't even try to do it. I know. But instead, they're like, well, you get to walk away without getting your ass kicked. It's like, that's a bad deal for you guys, you ninjas. You could could at least ask for her bike back. Yeah. Fine. In addition to that, we'll give you a nine point lead. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, a fucking nine point lead. So Holy yeah, we had, so we did watch the the. Yeah. I, I could not remember how it ended originally. I was like, I don't remember this scene with them. Remember at all? in the American version, Rocky like I think he jumps off the back of one of them and like he gets some air and he ends up like kind of dunking and that's how they win and yeah. they get Emily's bike back. Oh, so they just cut it off earlier in the, mm-hmm. the basketball scene in that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And yeah, so we we all watch the international. Like they they walk away, and you know the 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 bullies just kind of wave, and that's how the scene ends. Um, so uh, next scene here, it's um, are we we're just getting to the uh, the kidnapping here, basically. Uh, yeah, the grandpa's kind of grandpa's kind of spying on the on the the dock and like seeing what's this, going down and everything. It this is in the international cut as well. He tails uh Snyder's crew to the frigate like this kind of like this big giant ship that's docked. Yeah, like ninjas smoking cigarettes <laughs> come out of a car and walk up into it. That's in the international cut from what I understand. Hmm. Um okay, so is it nighttime now and Yeah, uh, the this is where the babysitter the babysitter arrives, Tum Tum's dicking around with a truck and a Twizzler hanging out of his mouth at all times. And we meet the, the babysitter who looks like like commercial babysitter, like like where they cue the nightmare music and like yeah. it's the like the food that's not spaghettios and it's a commercial for spaghettios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shows up with hair curlers and like a robe to, mm-hmm. to look after kids. Dun, dun, dun. And uh Meanwhile, Colt is in Dad's office, just like hanging out, and the mom comes in, and uh, he's like, "Who's this bad guy Dad's after?" <laughs> he's like, "It really burns my ass, Mom. I stay up all night thinking about this case." <laughs> he's got coffee, and um, no, she's just like, "Well, the fu- fucking dumbass. The picture's in the file right there on the desk." But no, she says, uh, "I'm gonna be out late. Um, just like listen to the babysitter, and uh, your First, dad's really busy." This. This is weird because it's already about nine o'clock. The mom is getting ready to go out to essentially, I think, pick up the father like yeah. from the airport or something like that. Maybe but she's like night. she's getting all re- it doesn't seem like that later on. It seems like he's like she picked him up straight from the airport and he's like, I'll still have my job and blah, blah. But like, yeah, she's <laughs> I, I found it so funny. It's like she's putting on earrings and like all this makeup to like go pick him up from the airport. No, she was she's, the marriage is just hanging on by a thread because the guy's <laughs> checked out, really, really checked out. And there's this female coworker. She keeps seeing him talking to a new agent on the forest, so she's getting you know, insecure. But really, it's the guy's fault for not making her feel secure. Yeah. It's a whole history between these guys. That's the international international. <laughs> Um, so anyway, like this is like the, like the awesome second act of this movie going like that goes right into the third here where the surfer guys show up and they try to kidnap the boys and it turns into home alone meets 
ninja boys and it's just cool you know it's awesome again a, a sequence that like home alone feels like it's a lot longer than it actually is you think it that is, this is a, it's a good but chunk this, this actually is longer than like home alone is like a you know brief when you think about it as mm. like the whole last half hour of the movie at least in my opinion when i was like, like 20 minutes of the movie maybe is yeah the but traps yeah. but really it's only like a few like less it's than a lot 10. of the it's more about the anticipation and setting everything up yeah yeah but this one, yeah, like they they really sit with this for several minutes. And and to to Home Alone's credit, like there's great the, the in between scenes are great where like they regroup and Marvin Harry like you're you're missing some teeth stuff like that. But I really dig just seeing these surfer guys regroup. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just such so bumbling. And what really sells like these traps are not as tight, not as good as Home Alone in my opinion. They're just sloppier. Right. But really, what sells it better is how du- they're way dumber than marvin harry are mm-hmm. so the iq of everything is lowered you know that everything also seems to be like uh intended for single use like it doesn't seem like <laughs> like i don't know like they're, they're, it doesn't have the durability that kevin McAllister had and his engineering plans mm-hmm. uh yeah kevin's is uh kevin's on a, a different different level i guess yeah, these boys didn't have time to draw out like operation mm-hmm. surf ninjas you know <laughs> I did appreciate uh, that a part of their plan was to lock one of themselves into a room with all three of them. How about it, man? <laughs> like, I was watching this part, and once again, I was with Katie. I was like, how ballsy is this to lock? He's like, what, 13? He's locking, he's locking his brother in the room with these three guys with a gun, and they can't get out until they let them out or, or mm. jump out the window or something. It's pretty pretty bold. So they split up. But um, first, like the 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 robbers, they 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 show up at the front door. They're like, "How are we gonna do this?" They they I guess they kidnap a pizza guy off screen. They take his uniform, and then all three of them show up at the door. They have to reason with the lady to open the door. They say, "Some kids call the pizza in, and if you don't pay us, we're gonna TP your house." And she opens <laughs> the door, and they go, <laughs> they, they make a lot of noise. <laughs> And Colt sees Slammer with the pizza. Mm-hmm. Colt sees like quietly upstairs. He's like, "Oh shit, these guys have a gun." And then like, so he goes and tells his brother. It's a pretty funny line. I got some good news and some mm-hmm. bad news. <laughs> like the good news is that you know the pizza got hit with the the babysitter. And he says it exactly like that too. The babysitter. <laughs> and uh, the bad news is they have a gun. And they're like, "Oh shit." So they they like wait a minute and this is the dumbest decision they could make. They're like let well they're like let's call the cops. Great. Like well there's no phone in here. It's like all right well let's get Emily to call the cops. No wait a minute. <laughs> Cole says this could be our chance to prove to Dad that our ninja trading is worth it. It's exactly. totally this is total what they've always been waiting for. Uh, yeah it is kid logic and there's no adults around to tell them otherwise. So I we buy it at least as nostalgic adults and as kids and they've had anywhere between one and an entire summer of training <laughs> <laughs> they got to prove to dad like if it's really dad's fault if he wasn't so skeptical about their skills like they wouldn't have to push so hard but they do here so it's like they have him to thank too so anyway they this phase one is going to commence but they come into the room the three surfers and they start to scope out the place, but they don't look in the, the pretty obvious spots, admittedly, to find where they're inevitably hiding, the yeah. three ninjas. 
Um, Rocky's up in like under the top bunk of the bed, literally breathing on the guy, and he's just like, "Where would those boogers be? <laughs> if I was a little booger, where would I be? Well, I'm at Dad's room." And they all get up and they leave. But like the dumb gag where he goes through the closet on one end and he comes out with a construction helmet like from the other. <laughs> it is it's so, so stupid. It's dumb but awesome. But I, I love it. Um, and these guys sell it so well. Like even and even the music score. Like when he says, um, "Last one out closes the door," and it gets really like amped up and suspenseful for a brief moment, and then like the guy has to like close the door. Like and, nothing happens. And he's I, upset I about line. it. <laughs> I love that line because it was like that's it's making the biggest stakes out of nothing because it's also like oh you mean the thing that you just do normally when you leave a room? Um, it's like last one out is the last one out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh Cue man, the suspenseful it's me. music. Yeah. So they uh, exit the room. The three ninjas regroup. Um, and they decide phase one must now commence. Uh, Colt has the room that mom is finishing. Tum Tum has the kitchen and Rocky's just going to do his own thing, I guess. So, uh, what Colt does, he goes in that room and it's, you know, it's all a certain color. It's all like kind of off white. It's all tarps and sheets and the walls are white and there's paint everywhere. So he, he ruins the the mask that grandpa just gave him. (laughs) He sprays it with paint. The one that's been passed down from generation to generation. He's like, yep, I'll spray the shit out of this. For a a two minute scene. Let's give Colt uh, credit where it's due that he is the one who actually puts the most thought and like actual strategy into what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like everybody like Rocky's doing crafts in the other room and Rocky's going to hang one of them. <laughs> yeah, Rocky's going to murder someone. Tum Tum is just going to dump a bunch of shit on the floor and Colt's like, all right, I'll hide. I'll turn my thing inside out. I'll spray this. I'll look like a ghost. If I get down here, they'll trip over me. He's like playing living chess. It's yeah. true. You know, it's honestly, literally the, the Raphael of it, you know, because yeah. also like the the audacity of him. To be in the dark in that room with that mask with zero peripheral vision <laughs> that he's gonna like kick their butts. Seriously. And why do they need anonymity, you know? Right? Or is, they is already it know not who about they are. that? <laughs> is it not about that? <laughs> I guess. Intimidation, maybe, like Batman. Like, you're not a ninja unless you wear your mask. Yeah. But it it's kind of intimidating, honestly. It's just a blank slate now, and he's like hiding in the corner and it's in a dark room. And they go in, and as soon as they go in, well, well, Colt is kind of standing in the doorway. He lures them in, and they go in, and Rocky ties, like, a rope from one end of the doorknob to the other doorknob of another room. And so, like, it's, there's pressure now, and they can't open the door until it's cut. So he's stuck in that room. And uh, Colt plays some mind games with these three guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He gets behind him and taps one of them so that punches one of them. I think he does it again with two of them so that they both once again punch the same guy in the nose. That was a good uh, repeated gag. Um, the extended cut, It's it's I think it's the part where they all get into like the little fort. They crouch down, they crawl under, and like they kind of uh, wrestle under there as Cold gets out and starts tapping them with like a little piece of wood. I think that might be the international cut. Mm. Um, but that's what happens. Like he just kind of fucks with them for a while, and meanwhile, like Rocky's like make tying together Dad's neckties into like a big rope, and uh, Tum Tum's downstairs uh, making. Uh, I think he's making bombs, right? 
Make him not bombs. yet. Like yeah. Or no, he's getting uh, the grease. He's getting the, the oil. Because he's going to butt fuck these surfers. <laughs> he's got the veggie oil. <laughs> he's going to sodomize them. No, he, he sprays detergent and uh, vegetable oil all over the hallway outside of the, the bedroom where, where Colt is. And uh, what, what what's cool about this international cut is uh, at the, at the difference is the three surfers are like, you know what? Let's just move on to the next kid. Like they yeah <laughs> up on this one, and I don't think that's in the American version. I think they just kind of cut around it and they just get like, out. If we get the other one, surely the first one will follow. <laughs> like why? They're so dumb. Um, so they they pull on the knob and and Tom Tom knows it's the perfect time to cut the cord so that they can go launching back. And Colt is crouched behind them. You know that old gag when you were in school and like you got your friends to crouch behind. Did you ever do that? No. No, you never prank. Yeah, it doesn't sound like something that friends actually do yeah. amongst each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Acquaintances, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens. They all trip and fall. And Colt, he slides across the oil. And uh, the surfers, they follow. They all slip, you know. And uh, they go downstairs. They get the CDs ready. They got jelly beans. Very Home alone with the, the stuff on the, like the beads or whatever yeah. on the floor. But uh, they slip and then they start whipping CDs. I, you know, I feel like uh, going over this uh, beat by beat is weird, but so I, I won't. They just they kick a lot of ass and uh, eventually. And they, yeah, Rocky does almost hang Dennis Miller. Yeah, like, or at least strangle him. He's not necessarily hanged. He's you know on the floor. But it's it, it's a very interesting technique. He he beats the shit out of him in like dad's room. Ties the necktie around his his neck and then drags him to the staircase or like the railing upstairs. Ties uh one end to the banister, and like yeah. he, like you know he like he makes him like he drags him all the way to the edge and then ties the other edge up to the rail so that he's kind of like if he's laying down he is being hung. Yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty gnarly. Um, and then like there's pepper bombs with coffee filters. I think that's kind of creative because yeah. yeah, that shit does sting. Just pepper um uh diarrhea there's that with the like the laxatives yeah he puts it in like a soda and it's like the dumbest thing because after they get pepper bomb they go to the sink and tum tum comes in with like a a soda with the laxative in it and he says this stuff is good and he goes give me that he starts (laughs) chugging it like why like don't you it's probably poison dude or or grab the kid (laughs) like you're there for the kid or that but also, like, there is something about this uh, scene that makes me want to drink Coke from a cup, which I don't often do. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's usually you got, like, a straw or something like that, or you're drinking out of the can. But, like, yeah. this makes me want to pour it into a big cup and just chug it. It makes me want to take a big shit. Just diarrhea <laughs> everywhere. want to take a major dump big time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they both chug it. Sean Penn from uh, Fast Times and the other one, not Dennis Miller. They chug it, and the boys, are uh, they retreat briefly, and uh, they're ready to, to go on to the next phase. They have uh, enough time to fuck around in the boys' bedroom again and then, like, yeah. call Emily on the can. Mm-hmm. I want to I talk about the difference the the big difference between the international and the american is when uh what are those like the the fireplace like pliers for the the logs oh yeah yeah, yeah. colt is using those and like the way it's cut in this one is it's so sloppy i'm gra- i'm glad it's not in the uh, american version that we grew up on cuz it's really bad he 
grabs Spicoli with those, and Spicoli just kind of lets him carry him across the room. He, like, walks with him even as he's choking him with the pliers. Uh, I just thought that was really sloppy, and I'm glad it was cut. So, um, moving on, they cut down Fester. Uh, They retreat into the boys' room. Yeah, they do call Emily, and he imitates Rocky on the can phone to (laughs) dupe her into coming over. Um, so she does, and, uh, I like, I like what phase three is going to be, or whatever phase this is, because it cuts to Colt sharpening, uh, scissors, like, a knife. (laughs) Phase three is they're going to fucking stab these guys to death. (laughs) So, um, the guys show up, and it's like the, this was the other YouTube comment that I saw that really stuck out, is like, um, still like one of the funniest gags I've ever seen is when they kick open the door. And they're laughing, and it goes right back in their face. <laughs> that really is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's good stuff. They got Emily with like they're holding a gun to Emily. It's you know pretty mature for a PG, um, and uh, it's over basically. It looks like it's over for the boys. Like it. Yeah. But that's when it kicks in for the two uh, non-Dennis Miller thugs. They say uh, they got to go to the bathroom because the laxative is kicking in. Mm-hmm. So they rush off and they, you know, they do that and take a shit. And then Dennis Miller is left with three guns. <laughs> <laughs> they all just dropped the gun off with him. That's and uh, he's like, I got one question. Where's your little brother? And he's like hanging on a moose head like above the, the door. Which and is the most securely mounted moose head ever. <laughs> it can hold the weight of an eight-year-old child. That's right. And he, he whacks him with a tennis racket. And Emily even gets a good shot in, knocks him out. She goes, no sweat. And uh, <laughs> that's when, um like, they're ready to, like, call it a night. Like, they get the babysitter out of the closet. They're going to, you know, hopefully call the fucking police finally. But that's when P, uh, Francis's bodyguard shows yeah. up behind them at the closet. And so does Mr. Brown and a bunch of smoking stogie ninjas. And they're going to take them away. So... It really makes you wonder why didn't Brown and the guys do that to begin with. They were trying to keep a low profile, but still, I guess, desperate times. But, like, what made them come over in the first place, to be honest? Because, like, as far as they know, his nephew was handling it. Like, he got no report from his nephew being like, they fucked it up. They're kicking our ass. Instead, they're just like, I don't trust my nephew. I better... (laughs) Francis's bodyguard. You mean my sister's son? Yeah, my sister's <laughs> son. Um. Oh, one one thing that's in the international like, extended cut is uh, they cut back to Fester one more time before they're taken away by the 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 boss's guys, and he says, uh, "Can I get paid?" Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. That was something I was like, I don't remember that from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uncle, can I get paid? Yeah. And then this, now we're going to the third act here. But after this, the mom, the dad, they come home like the dad. Finally, he's in the car. He's like, oh, I'll talk to the boys about this grab of business. Like, I really I need to have a heart to heart with them finally. But it's too late. By the way, late. thank you for getting all dialed up to pick me up at the airport. <laughs> I wish I had the energy to have sex with you tonight, but I'm just so fed up with work. So um, they go home and they see that the, the boys are not there. I think the cops are already there. Um and they see that uh, there's a note that's been left that Emily, like they spared Emily and they gave her a note and they said, give it to the mom, I guess, when they get home. And so it's a ransom note. But what's really funny is uh, Grandpa shows up 
Mori, and uh, he's decked out in his uh, ninja costume. <laughs> and uh, they're all pointing their guns at him. And uh, and he calls the dad has to call him off. And he's like, he's family. But just the way he looks, it's just kind of just a man shows up at a, a crime. Mm-hmm. There's a big scene like this in a ninja costume. You got to wonder. Yeah. It's well, it's also just like Josh said, he just looks like a potato. He looks like fucking Danny DeVito <laughs> is the penguin at the end of Batman Returns. <laughs> I just oh. feel bad. I'm just like, why did they have to put him in this thing? Like, They're like you look adorable. Is that what we're going for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you do. Um, by the way, this is directed by John Turtletaub of uh, National Treasure fame. If any of you guys, and I know there's a big uh, surplus of fans of the franchise. I'm not one of them, unfortunately, but I think this is his best movie, actually. I'll, be, um, I'll say it. I'll he's say done it some you. other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, we won't get into it, but yeah, look him. Oh, he did The Meg more recently. Oh, The Meg. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, I think that's how the Meg ends too. It gets giant jelly beans shoved in its gullet and it chokes, and <laughs> that's how it dies. But uh, this, now we're going to the third act, and the grandpa he kind of agrees with the FBI dad and the mom that he he should probably maybe see about infiltrating Snyder's place because if they see the FBI coming, they'll probably kill those boys like immediately, something to that effect. So they kind of have to approach this delicately. Um, meanwhile, they're we're on the frigate and uh the boys are being held hostage and rocky does some kind of uh well they kind of first they kind of see what's going on they see that all the ninjas are being trained and stuff uh we find out from mr brown that they're the um, grandpa trained them so everything that they know is thanks to grandpa he kind of created a monster here uh this whole everything that happens after the Home Alone sequence is, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. Like, the oh movie man, ended. you don't like the third act? It's just like it's, it's, it it's so, it's so. Uh, there's so much time that passes. It's so much more that has to happen mm-hmm. after the cool Home Alone sequence. It's just like I know, I know. I we'll we'll go over it. Like I don't want go over every piece here, but any part that stands out to you guys. Basically, Rocky comes up with a plan. Like he he uses the phone to his advantage to lure Frank the guard into <laughs> their cell, and uh, they, he whips a phone at him. There's a a series of fights that happens all throughout the ship, and I think the locations are cool. I think the fight moves are 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 decent. Josh, what do you think of uh, well, the fight? Well, I was gonna say the the third act for me was the least interesting fights. Mm-hmm. I felt like um, because I thought they did a really good job, like you said in the first act when they were using their environment and all the stuff around them and everything. And they do do a bit of that, but there are there are definite times <laughs> where you're watching stuntmen stand there and wait for a child yeah. to hit them and then do like a a, a jump or something mm-hmm. like that and it's it's fine mm-hmm. i just i don't i don't know if they were like i feel like they were like all right we've made a really great movie so far guys and like, oh shit we still have a lot of stuff we wrote we got to really get through this guys like, we have two weeks left guys yeah um it's funny you say that because when i i see those guys taking those hits from those kids i started thinking what's it like to be a, a stunt guy on one of these movies it must be like it must be fun but not if especially if the kids are fucking brats but like oh, i can guarantee you those stunt guys are taking those hits from those kids they're really taking them i'm i they're what like 12 10 12 year old yeah, kids yeah, at the yeah, time like they don't know how to like 
pull a punch like to, to, yeah to, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, that's to, a good like, point stage combat it no like they yeah. probably padded those guys up and they were just like just hit them <laughs> so that's not as fun but like i picture like the give and the take of uh, or mostly the give of, of performing with kids and how it's you're kind of shining a light on them and uh, yeah and they do they do do a good job of that throughout this whole movie i i really feel like they do i there's something about just like there's they shove so many fights into mm-hmm. this last yeah. act of this movie that I think it's it just gets a little bit sloppy because they also have them go up against just so many different people mm-hmm. at the same time. And so you just have a lot of times where you have ninjas, stunt guys standing and waiting for their turn, you know, or different it was, stuff. It was as if they thought they were going to get like an action figure line and they had to include a bunch <laughs> of different types of ninjas. You get like, like the clown makeup guy. ninja yeah. and mm-hmm. like fat ninja and like the I generic ninja teams i appreciate a good heavy like a bond movie or something like that but you got francis's bodyguard you do have this random clown guy who has an indiana jones moment as josh pointed out earlier um basically what happens is the in one of the scenes and you can you can remix these however the fuck you mm-hmm. want leading up to the final battle with uh snyder and 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 i guess francis's bodyguard but um the clown guy like he pulls out a sword and you think he's gonna do some cool shit he licks it and then colt's like i got this and he runs at them and then he turns on like steam like he releases a valve and it just hits him all in the face and uh it's enough for them to just, just he's out of commission. They just have to like punch him, I think, once or twice. I think he's literally whimpering when yeah. they're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a sequence in a, like a very narrow hallway that's kind of cool with Grandpa. Like he finally pops up, and uh, all the ninjas they can't draw out their swords. They can't unsheath them because it's too narrow. That's, that's like. Yeah. That's fun though. <laughs> like the, it's dumb, but it's fun. You yeah. Know? <laughs> there's something about that that like that's the thing that. That moment reminds me the most of Ninja Turtles and like how dumb yes. the Foot Clan are at times. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I like, did like that scene mm-hmm. a lot because it's just literally like he's just doing this and then Grandpa's just running straight at him <laughs> and he doesn't try to do anything else because he's like, this is all I know. And he kicks him and they all fall down like bowling pins and Mr. Brown does like a, a really bad stance and runs right into a pipe and knocks himself out. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think in the in this cut, there's a bit at the end where he's being taken away by the FBI and he's complaining about how much his head hurts. That's not in the American version. I don't know if we caught that. I didn't. I don't remember that. Just, I but it. I read it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, there's just like a lot of fighting here. Uh, the grandpa he ends up uh, making his way towards the boys and uh, in the the final battle here. But before that, you got to have the the guy before the guy, which is in this case Francis's bodyguard from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Who, like, and I love this callback here with the dummy. Um, grandpa shows up and he says, uh, "Boys, uh, remember the dummy." And uh, they start hitting him in certain places and uh, they do teamwork. And uh, finally, he's taken down. Uh, and you believe it. Like, I believe to a certain degree that these three kids can beat the shit out of this gigantic man here. Yeah, that one part is actually I that part is actually pretty good because the the the, the actor, the bodyguard dude does a really good job of playing the pain during mm-hmm. all of those things and that it actually kind of stuns him enough for them to kind of regroup and keep hitting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's really fun because it's like completely pointless 
but they body ram Tum Tum into him to take him out, which is just yeah. like a horrible idea. <laughs> but it's a really fun thing for like a kid's movie for them to do. My only issue with that scene was that there are literally a legion of uh, ninjas standing behind them, just mm-hmm. watching them like I take know. this dude out. I know. But it does end up kind of fun because then they get put like on a firing line. <laughs> Which is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> so they take down that guy, and now it's time for the big boss battle between stretched out Steven Seagal uh, slash Bruce Campbell and uh, Maury, Grandpa. Um, so they have like a little powwow, the kids. Um, it's it's an Agni Kai, okay, for you mm-hmm. Avatar fans. And they regroup, they have a little huddle, and uh, Tum Tum gives him a handful of jelly beans and uh, for good luck, you know. And so... The, the, we've all watched the same scene, so now we we the moves I'm referring to are the same moves you guys saw Snyder do in this cut, which I was kind of impressed with because I I've seen the American version enough. I believe there are differences here, and I think the differences are that Snyder has gets to show off a little bit more in this uh, sequence with uh, taking like he beats the shit out of Mori here. Um, and yeah, Grandpa's using a stunt double for a good chunk of it. How obvious on a scale of one to ten do you guys think it was? I I think if they hadn't dressed him up, if they hadn't like put him in those situations, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been as obvious as it is. Because like oh. the at the beginning when he's in just kind of his like jogging jumpsuit, mm-hmm. and they they show him just from the back. They do a pretty good job where because it's quick enough, you know, and they just kind of focus back in on his face afterwards. Like they do a decent job of it, but here is less so. <laughs> um, yeah, the the and yeah, it's the proportions are all off from, yeah. the, from one guy to the next, and like they're bulging in different areas of the costume. And it, honestly, it's the it's spoilers. It's the jelly beans in any cut you watch of this movie that saves his ass. And it's like in this cut, I what I appreciate is uh, is that Snyder first plays dirty by throwing a uh, a pepper bomb mm-hmm. uh, into his face, and it really gets Grandpa. I don't think you get that in the uh, original American cut. I so also like, don't. I didn't remember that happening. Yeah, and I'm glad because I thought it was kind of a cheap move. I always thought in the American cut just to see Grandpa pull. And I, I guess you're using your environment and your props, but like, you know, a good a good ninja is like a prop comic. They use their props really well. <laughs> but no, like he he just dumps them down Snyder's gullet and he chokes. And that's how he takes him down. It's not, to me, true combat. It's like yeah. anybody can do that. Uh, well, when you've got somebody that's maniacally laughing, you know, that's a lot of air intake. That, there's a lot of room for jelly beans to go down there. Honestly, it's like it's like a video game, and it's like every time you hit them three times, they they laugh, and that's yeah, when you get you the shot. <laughs> like Zelda. Target him when he laughs. He laughs every two minutes. Right. <laughs> So that's how Grandpa beats uh, Snyder, thanks to Tom Tum's uh, jelly beans. And Snyder obviously does not go down that easy. Like, Grandpa's about to give him, like, one finishing blow to the face, you know, like maybe even kill him. And uh, he stops because he's a true uh, honorable uh, ninja. 
And uh, that's when the F- we find out that the FBI have been up there, like, even higher than the ninjas in the rafters, <laughs> like, on a different level. In their like, own place, yeah. How long have they been there? I, they've been letting this Agni Kai happen for uh, the last five minutes or so. Just, guys, just let them do their thing. Let them work it out. And then he said, so- give him one hour. I'm giving him one hour. Exactly. And as soon as Snyder pulls out a gun, when Grandpa's back is turned, he's hugging his grandkids and he's about to shoot grandpa in front of the boys that's when dad comes in and he shoots him in the the shoulder i don't think he doesn't kill him i think he just kind of clips him and he just they take him in so but they make no attempt to do anything to help the boys in this situation they just shoot snyder and hope that nobody else shoots the kids yeah they those kids are in a considerable considerable amount of danger but i guess they've proven to their dad their ninja skills kick major ass (laughs) and they were like they're like oh shit we got 20 minutes left but they're really kicking ass right now you know and so they're like they can handle it Uh, let them run out the clock so uh yeah it, it wraps up here um the dad finally believes in the boys and he believes in his father-in-law in, in training the boys and the mom knew it all along. So she didn't learn a thing cause she's been fine the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the boys, uh, they want to keep training. They want to keep at it. And, uh, they all go for pizza and the grandpa doesn't seem too enthused about that. <laughs> uh, and then this is where the American version ends. They bicker in the car, right? Right. Uh, in the international version, there's another scene where they're, um, riding their bikes and uh the fucking bullies stop them it's the same bullies once again and it's and oddly enough they have emily's bike in their possession yeah, yeah. they just like w- ride around the town <laughs> showing it off like <laughs> this bike in case they find about chick. it and uh rocky's like real cool about it because i read about the scene before seeing it this is my first time ever seeing this scene it was so cool um i thought like the kids just like walk up to him and just beat the shit out of him no like rocky's like he gives the kid like many chances and he keeps pushing him and he's all like dude and then finally colt and tum tum is like all right like they're just like they yawn like at this point and rocky beats the shit out of well, like the main one bullet. important distinction here is emily goes show off show off yeah that's right swing away meryl <laughs> like fucking signs <laughs> Um, she encourages him to show off, which is thus completing the arc. You really do need this international cut, guys. You really do. You need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he beats the shit out of the bully, and then uh, all the like all of them like watch and like they're in shock, and finally they just kind of ride off, and uh, then so do the boys with Emily's bike, and they like Colt picks up a backpack and like hits him in the face one last time as they ride off. And uh, that's that's when we get the credits and we get Kid Power, this rap yeah. song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't oh, sound yeah. at all like Turtle Power. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing that the second Three Ninjas movie, the, like it's I mean, number one, it's it, it's it's surprising that this movie was so popular that it spawned three sequels. Yeah. But number mm-hmm. two, it's also like, how is it not the obvious that the sequel should be called Four Ninjas? And you have Emily being Emily joined. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see it. Or like, would you do you think there would be an audience for a Three Ninjas remake, maybe even on just like a streaming service? Oh, you know, that's going straight to Disney Plus. It's a touchstone picture. So that's technically a Disney there you property. Go. There if you that go. happens, then yeah, just do a Three Ninjas limited I series. Could, I think they could legit redo this movie, probably do it a little more 
culturally savvy mm-hmm. uh, and do it really well. Honestly, I would I would fully, especially you know, Disney's in control of this. They they put people that are like on their Marvel team on this. Like you just the only thing you cannot get rid of is Stoner Dennis Miller. Like no, that's if that I. Stays. Disney, I'll play the role for free. That's a deal breaker oh. if there's no. Yeah. I'll I'll put in blue contacts. If, oh, that'll look that'll you, look weird. If you just keep it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's you see, you got the offer, Disney. So the ball is in your court. You House go. of Mouse. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 give you a nine point lead. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that is uh, apparently the international version of Three Ninjas, which uh, we were all a little surprised. Well, I, Dan did intentionally, and Josh and I accidentally watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, according to IMDb, the movie is 84 minutes. I don't know how long that international version is. Uh, my like, it, It's not true, but like, I, mine was said hour 35. Uh, no, that's not. On you. Yeah, it's not. They must have stretched out the end. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole credits. But anyway, uh, well, that is Three Ninjas from 1992, directed by National Treasures John Turtletaub. That's right. A movie that we love dearly. Thank you, Josh, for being on this. I, I, oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was happy I that you had <laughs> yeah, seen this you. movie. I texted Josh. I was like, have you ever seen Three Ninjas? He's like, have I ever seen Three Ninjas? <laughs> and then just like a gif of Woo! laughing. Like, That's great. Oh, yeah, I was I was totally psyched. I was like, I don't. I watched this movie to death as a kid. That's great. Yeah. Fuck the sequels. Yeah, we definitely were on the same page. OG. The OG Three Ninjas. Mm -hmm. All right. That is it for us this week. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Joshua Simpson. That's a wrap. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right?